You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'd be listening to the mainstream media and just be left frustrated on how they covered these stories. They would completely ignore facts just to promote their own agenda. I said, man, I could do a better job than these fools. I should start my own show. So I did. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Freedom Strips, episode 14. I'm your host, Keaton Tucker. I'm going to be alone on this episode as well. I do not have a co-host today. However, I do have an important subject to talk about. Um, There were several news stories that, uh, you know, that kind of came up throughout the week that I wanted to talk about. However, as this one broke... I decided to make this just a one-topic episode just because this is such an important thing. Um, the the thing I wanted to talk about today was the arrest of Julian Assange and the whole WikiLeaks witch hunt that is currently happening. Um, so what I wanted to start out with was this is such a blatant attack on freedom of the press. And I will tell you why. Um, but first let's go over the details of what exactly has, has happened. I'm sure you guys have seen on the news that Julian Assange has been arrested. You might not remember, um, exactly what all Julian Assange has done over the past few years. Um, what all WikiLeaks has been a part of over the last few years. And if you've been listening to the mainstream media, you might have been convinced that this guy's like a Russian agent or WikiLeaks is like a Russian front group. So I'm here to put those uh, blatant lies and propaganda to rest. So let's dive on in. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange was arrested at the Ecuadorian embassy on April 11th after he had been holed up in there since 2012. Assange has been living in the embassy for 2,487 days, avoiding Swedish sex claims and U.S. authorities who want him over an alleged conspiracy with whistleblower Chelsea Manning. He was found guilty of skipping bail in 2012 regarding the uh, Swedish sexual assault claims. He now faces a battle against extradition to America where he was today charged in his absence with quote, one of the largest compromises of classified information in the history of the U S earlier. The U S department of justice called for his return to the country and warned he could face up to five years in prison over the government leak allegations. So for those that, um, aren't really sure what all WikiLeaks is and what they've done. I've got a little background information for you here. So what is WikiLeaks? So WikiLeaks was set up in 2006 as a anti-secrecy organization to allow whistleblowers to release information anonymously. 
By 2015, the WikiLeaks website had published more than 10 million documents, including some classified as top secret. The organization says its purpose is to, quote, to bring important news and information to the public so readers and historians alike can see the evidence of the truth. From early on in its faced fierce criticism from governments and defense and intelligence officials who accuse it of being irresponsible. It is hosted on a computer server based in several countries around the world, such as Iceland, Sweden, where the law protects disclosures, putting it out of reach of efforts by U.S. law enforcement bodies to close it down. The U.S. Justice Department launched a criminal probe into WikiLeaks and its outspoken founder, Julian Assange, after the leak of diplomatic cables in 2010. So it wouldn't be right to talk about... um, WikiLeaks and not talk about Chelsea Manning's um, kind of role in this latest. So the thing that the U.S. is trying to get him on is what happened in 2010 when Chelsea Manning um, essentially stole classified material off of government computers and leaked it to WikiLeaks, which WikiLeaks published that information. So let me give you a little bit of a background on uh, Chelsea Manning. And, and what she revealed. So in 2010, WikiLeaks published a series of three mega leaks using information passed to it by U.S. Army intelligence analyst Bradley Manning, who later changed her name to Chelsea. Uh, the whistleblower leaked more than 700,000 classified documents related to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, 251,000 diplomatic diplomatic cables from U.S. embassies and 482,000 army reports. One of the most damaging for the U.S. was a video called Collateral Murder. Uh, So this footage was uh, pretty hard to watch if you haven't watched it. Essentially, it's footage of unarmed Iraqi citizens and two Reuters journalists being gunned down by American Apache helicopter. Uh, The storm generated by this video made WikiLeaks and Assange household names around the world. So the first mega leak was a stash of more than 91,000 documents from the war in Afghanistan. WikiLeaks handed the juiciest papers over to the uh, newspapers, including The Guardian and The New York Times, which revealed how the U.S. military killed hundreds of civilians in unreported incidents. This was eclipsed by the Iraq war logs, some 391,000 field reports, the biggest leak in the military history of the United States. They recorded more than 66,000 civilian deaths, many more than had been previously admitted. Some 700 civilians, including pregnant women, were killed by U.S. troops at checkpoints, papers revealed. They also showed sickening torture of prisoners by Iraqi forces and that U.S. commanders had a policy of ignoring allegations of rape and murder by the Iraqi police and soldiers. Later, WikiLeaks began releasing its stash of diplomatic cables from U.S. embassies, including embarrassingly candid assessments of the USA allies and the revelations the U.S. and Britain spied on U.N. Secretary General uh, Kofi Annan. Uh, So after this leak, Manning was sentenced to 35 years and jailed for breach of the Espionage Act. 
but was released in 2017 after her sentence was commuted by outgoing President Barack Obama. Now, what this article um, that I'm reading here, that it leaves out the fact that Chelsea Manning was tortured while she was in prison. They essentially were torturing Chelsea Manning, trying to get her to claim that Assange had helped her hack these computers, but she wouldn't break. She wouldn't tell him that Assange... She wouldn't lie and say that Assange was helping her hack these computers. She did it herself, but they were trying so hard to get to Assange. Uh, So what else has WikiLeaks revealed over the years? Well, WikiLeaks has published material exposing toxic, toxic waste dumping on the Ivory Coast, Scientology manuals, and Guantanamo Bay detention camp procedures. Um, and in more recent uh, recent years here in uh, 2017, WikiLeaks claimed the UK government had helped the CIA hack Samsung smart TVs and turn them into microphones. You may have you know remembered this uh, this story as I was doing this um, research for this topic. I was like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. Um, it had been reported that TV viewers were stalked by a virus in their set called Weeping Angel. Software was also allegedly developed by the CIA to hack into people's smartphones, computers, and cars. It claimed the papers, dubbed Vault 7, exposed a how a sinister TV surveillance program was developed by the UK and US spy chiefs. Um, also, more recently, WikiLeaks uh, published thousands of emails from Hillary Clinton's campaign in the final weeks of the race for the White House. Assange defended the publication denying links with Russia and claims that his website was trying to denying links with Russia and denying the claims that his website was trying to influence the U.S. vote. In July 2017, the site published 20,000 emails from Emmanuel Macron's campaign when he was running for president of France. The emails cast a doubt on his tough Brexit stance as it was revealed that he uh, that he advised that staying close to the UK was a key priority for France as Britain was quote, the most important military player in Europe. In September, 2017 WikiLeaks released spy files, Russia, which revealed how a St. Petersburg based technology company called Peter service helped state entities gather detailed data on Russian cell phone users. The tech was described as being part of a national system of online surveillance called System for Operative Investigative Activities. In January 2019, U.S. federal prosecutors have been pressuring witnesses to testify against Assange, suggesting that the government was building its criminal case against him. WikiLeaks said in a statement, the submission reveals for the first time that the U.S. federal prosecutors have in the last few months formally approached people in the United States, Germany, and Iceland and pressured them to testify against Mr. Assange in return for immunity from prosecution. It also added that these criminal charges were filed secretly by the Trump administration. So, uh, Trump is behind this as well, um, which is really disappointing. Um, I'm sure Obama wanted to get to him, but he didn't have the, I guess, the uh, audacity to go after Julian Assange like Trump is. But 
It's pretty wild. And Trump's like, he's on the news saying he doesn't know anything about WikiLeaks. He's like, WikiLeaks isn't my thing. Meanwhile, he knows exactly what WikiLeaks is. He talked about WikiLeaks throughout his campaign, especially after uh, after they released those emails. It's wild. The guy lies about stupid things, man. Just a compulsive liar. So what I wanted to do now was uh, there was a pretty great article written on Truth Dig. The uh, the columnist, uh, columnist is Chris Hedges. He did a pretty good job kind of uh, overseeing this whole Julian Assange mess. And what I want to do is I want to read some of that for you because I thought it was a, it was a pretty great column. The arrest Thursday of Julian Assange eviscerates all pretense of the rule of law and the rights of a free press. The illegalities embraced by the Ecuadorian, British, and U.S. governments in the seizure of Assange are ominous. They presage a way where the internal workings, abuses, corruption, lies, and crimes, especially war crimes, carried out by the corporate states and global ruling elite will be masked from the public. They presage a world where those with the courage and integrity to expose the misuse of power will be hunt, hunted down, tortured, subjected to sham trials, and giving lifetime uh, prison terms in solitary confinement. They presage a Orwellian dystopia where news is replaced with propaganda, trivia, and entertainment. The arrest of Assange, I fear, marks the official beginning of the corporate totalitarianism that will define our lives. The Trump administration will seek to try Assange on charges that he conspired with Manning in 2010 to steal the Iraq and Afghanistan war logs obtained by WikiLeaks. The half a million internal documents leaked by Manning from the Pentagon and the State Department, along with the 2007 video of a U.S. helicopter pilots nonchalantly gunning down Iraqi civilians, including children, and two Reuters journalists provided copious evidence of the hypocrisy, indiscriminate violence, and routine use of torture, lies, bribery, and crude tactics of intimidation by the U.S. government in its foreign relations and wars in the Middle East. Assange and WikiLeaks allowed us to see the inner workings of empire, the most important role of the press. And for this, they became empire's prey. U.S. government lawyers will attempt to separate WikiLeaks and Assange from the New York Times and the British newspaper The Guardian, both of which also published leaked material from Manning. By impliciting, <clears throat> by implicating... Assange, in the theft of the documents, Manning was repeatedly and often brutally pressured during her detention and trial to implicate Assange in the seizure of the material, something she steadfastly refused to do. She is currently in jail because of her refusal to testify without her lawyer in front of the grand jury assembled for the Assange case. President Barack Obama granted Manning, who was given a 35-year sentence, clemency after she served seven years in a military prison. Once the documents and videos provided by Manning to Assange and WikiLeaks were published and disseminated by news organizations such as the New York Times and The Guardian, the press callously and foolishly turned on Assange. 
News organizations that had run WikiLeaks material over several days soon served as conduits in a black propaganda campaign to discredit Assange and WikiLeaks. That's because these guys are bought and paid for. They toe the line for the establishment. That's all they do. The talking heads on there, and we've seen it time and time again. These people lied to you for two straight years over this Russiagate BS. And you see them now all on the side, the same side. Whenever you see the establishment Republicans and the establishment left get together on one thing, it's bad. It's always bad. When you see these guys not butting heads on something, it's usually terrible. And in this case, it is. This coordinated smear campaign was detailed in a leaked Pentagon document paper by the Cyber Counterintelligence Assessment Branch and dated March 8, 2008. The document called on the U.S. to eradicate the, quote, feelings of trust that this WikiLeaks center of gravity and destroy Assange's reputation. Assange, who is with the Manning leaks had exposed the war crimes, lies, criminal manipulations of the George W. Bush administration soon earned the ire of the democratic party establishment by publishing 70,000 hacked emails belonging to the democratic national committee, which, uh, this article right here, these 70,000 hacked emails, they now know were not hacked. They were not hacked. They were leaked. So those, no one broke in to get those emails. They were leaked. The emails were copied from the accounts of John Podesta, Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman. The Podesta emails exposed the donation of millions of dollars, dollars from Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and Qatar, two of the major funders of the Islamic State, to the Clinton Foundation. It exposed the $657,000 that Goldman Sachs paid Hillary Clinton to give talks, a sum so large it can only be considered a bribe. Almost seven hundred grand for a talk. Yeah, right. That's ridiculous. It exposed Hillary Clinton's repeated mendacity. She was caught in the emails, for example, telling the financial elites that she wanted to, quote, open trade and open borders and believed Wall Street executives were best positioned to manage the economy, a statement that could be contradicted to her campaign statements. Remember, you got to have one public stance and one private stance. That's what she said. It exposed Clinton to uh, exposed the Clinton campaign's efforts to influence the Republican primaries to ensure that Trump was the Republican nominee. This is something that's never talked about. Hillary Clinton knowingly uh, communicated with the mainstream media, MSNBC, CNN, NBC, ABC, and she actually handpicked Trump to be her opponent. How ironic! She said, "I wanted to." She said, "Push Donald Trump," and they pushed Donald Trump. That's why in the primaries, you always saw the Donald Trump speeches come up on those, uh, those news outlets. 
You didn't see Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul. You didn't see any of those guys on the screen. She handpicked Trump. The irony. It exposed Clinton as the primary architect of the war in Libya, a war she believed would burnish her credentials as a presidential candidate. Oh, my God. Libya has open slave trade now, by the way. Another failed regime change. Journalists can argue that this information, like the war logs, should have remained hidden. But they can't then call themselves journalists. Exactly. Why are people mad at Assange? Why are these journalists mad at Assange? Maybe because he's actually doing a better job than any of them. The Democratic leadership intent on blaming Russia for its election loss charges that the Podesta emails were obtained by Russian government hackers. Although James Comey, the former FBI director, you may remember, has conceded that the emails were probably delivered to WikiLeaks by an intermediary. So they weren't hacked. Assange said that the emails were not provided by state actors. WikiLeaks has done more to expose the abuses of power and crime of the American empire than any other news organization. That's a fact. In addition to the war logs and the Podesta emails, it made public the hacking tools used by the CIA and the NSA and their interference in foreign elections, including the French elections. It disclosed the internal conspiracy against the British Labour Party leader, Jeremy Corbyn, by Labour Labour members of Parliament. It intervened to save Edward Snowden, who made public the wholesale surveillance of the American public by our intelligence agencies, from extradition to the United States by helping him flee from Hong Kong to Moscow. The Snowden leaks also revealed that Assange was a U.S was a on a US manhunt target list. So, a haggard-looking Assange as he was dragged out of the embassy by the British police shook his finger and shouted, "The UK must resist the this attempt by the Trump administration. The UK must resist." The truth is we all must resist. We must in every possible way put pressure on the British government to halt the judicial lynching of Assange. If Assange is extradited and tried, it will create a legal precedent that will terminate the ability of the press, which Trump has repeatedly called the enemy of the people, to hold power accountable. To be fair, he's only called news organizations he doesn't like enemy of the people, which isn't any better. Which, I mean, CNN, those guys are the enemy of the people. MSNBC, they've all lied. I mean, he's not wrong. The crimes of war and finance, the persecution of dissidents, minorities, and immigrants 
the pillaging by corporations of the nation and the ecosystem and the ruthless impoverishment of working men and women to swell the bank accounts of the rich and consolidate the global oligarchs total grip of power will not only expand, but will no longer be a part of public debate. First Assange, then us. That's a powerful article. I I thought I uh, would share it with you and, Hopefully you got as much out of that as I did. Um, However, moving on, I have some bad news to tell you guys. It's it's pretty terrible news. Um, the, The news is that Ben Shapiro has turned into Rachel Maddow, everybody. <laughs> you, you heard me right. Ben Shapiro has turned into Rachel Maddow. The extremely popular, tough, uh, quick-witted conservative Jew wrapped himself up in a cocoon and started murmuring something about the Russians and then bursted forth and screeched. And he had shown the world that, in fact, he had transformed into the laughable MSNBC host that we all love, Rachel Maddow. <laughs> um before I get to why Ben Shapiro has transformed into Rachel Maddow, at least for his segment on this Assange story. Did you guys see when Rachel Maddow was actually crying on the air when she found out that, (laughs) that the Mueller report came out, the Mueller report came out and showed no collusion. And there's video clips of her with her eyes watering during her segment. She's about to cry. Think you're crying about the president of the United States not being manipulated by Russia because that's all you spouted for two straight years. Yeah, garbage, complete garbage. And Shapiro's take on this story is complete garbage too. So why don't you listen to this? I'm going to break down his segment a little bit. Obviously I'm not going to play the whole segment. I don't have time for that, but I do want to break this down a little bit because this is, uh, I, I, listen, uh, I, I really enjoy Ben Shapiro. I, I agree with him on, on probably 80%, 90% of things. Um, I mean, I, I feel like he, he gets it right on the capitalism level, the economy level. I agree with most of his moral values that he holds. Um, however, his foreign policy is abysmal and this segment right here, I don't know. I I don't know after hearing how strong of a stance that he does on this subject. I don't know as if I can listen to Ben Shapiro the same way again. He's already kind of irked me the wrong way with how his foreign policy is. I still enjoy listening to him. I still watch his show. I like to support him when I can. But after this, I don't know. It shines a different light on Ben Shapiro for me. It's something that spoils listening to him. And I don't know as if it will ever heal or if I'll ever be able to listen to him the same way. Let me let you listen and see what I'm talking about. Ben. Okay, well, the big breaking news this morning that has upended our entire show schedule is that Julian Assange has now been arrested. And this, of course, is a very big deal because Julian Assange was hiding out in the Ecuadorial embassy for seven years, for seven years. And finally, he was pulled out of the embassy, his Ecuadorial 
his immunity was was removed from him and they dragged him out of the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Now, the and then they finally dragged him out of that embassy. And like this is the tone that kind of sets this sets the entire tone for his whole segment. And he's like, and they finally dragged him out of there. This isn't going to be good, guys. Let's listen on. Reality is that he had been a tool of the Russians for a very long time, according to the best intelligence sources. Is that the reality? According to the UK Daily Mail, Julian Assange is facing up to 12 months in a British prison after he was found guilty of skipping bail to avoid being extradited to Sweden in 2012. So he's been a Russian asset for a long time, according to our wonderful, definitely not corrupt intelligence agencies. Where have I... Listen... Where have I heard this exact talking point before? Hmm. Man, I, I feel like I've heard this exact same talking point about Trump just last week. This is lazy, Ben, man. You're doing the exact same thing you bombed on the left for, pushing these Russian theories that have zero evidence to back him up. It's frustrating to hear him say this. Let's go on. To face allegations of rape and sexual assault. He finally appeared in court today after he was sensationally expelled from the Ecuadorian embassy in London, where he has been claiming political refuge for the past seven years. He is not a victim in any way. The guy was legitimately under indictment, and then he skipped bail. And now he has been arrested. He's no more a victim than Roman Polanski would be a victim if he were arrested for having skipped skipped out on bail. A judge described. So he's not a victim. OK, so the guy forced into hiding in an Ecuadorian embassy and not seeing sunlight for seven years because he pissed off the military industrial complex and the neocon Republicans by exposing U.S. war crimes. He has the wrath of the Democrat establishment by exposing the Clinton and Podesta emails that detailed the largest presidential election corruption in history, showing Hillary Clinton in bed with the DNC and, and the mainstream media like I talked to before, handpicking Trump. And also they, they showed that uh, that CNN was leaking debate questions to Hillary ahead of the debate, and those questions were actually asked. So this guy made enemies with every side of the most powerful entity in the history of mankind for exposing their corruption. But he's not a victim. He's not a victim, guys. Don't worry about it. This guy's trying to play the victim card. Don't buy it. Man, this is so frustrating to go through. But uh, but I'm doing it for you guys. So you don't have to. Also, those uh, those rape allegations, um, those charges were dropped. Yeah, that was uh, pretty much a plot to get him to Sweden, and then they would be able to extradite him to the U.S. from Sweden. So that's why he didn't go. Those charges were dropped. They were BS charges. Moving on. Julian Assange's defense is laughable, and his behavior is that of a narcissist who cannot get beyond his own selfish interests. As the court heard, he tried to fight off arresting officers. That didn't go great for him. Ecuador's decision to revoke his political asylum this morning saw a diplomatic falling of dominoes, with British police then dragging him away in handcuffs to face charges related to the bail conditions he defied in 2012. 
In a sensational turn of events, he was then also charged by the United States government with conspiring with American whistleblower Chelsea Manning, it would have been Bradley Manning at the time, to break a password to a classified government computer in 2010. So they are charging Assange in the United States, not for the publication of material, which could theoretically be a First Amendment issue, but instead they are charging him for the violation of hacking statutes. So he hasn't violated the Espionage Act, according to the DOJ. He has violated hacking statutes. According to documents unsealed today, the charge relates to Assange's role in one of the largest compromises of classified information in U.S. history. He faces a maximum jail term of five years. He also faces a court hearing on May 2nd relating to his possible extradition to the United States to contest the computer hacking charges. The court heard today how Assange resisted arrest and tried to barge past officers in an attempt to return to his private room within the embassy when they introduced themselves at about 10 a.m., telling them this is unlawful. Ecuadorian President Lenin Moreno dramatically withdrew Assange's asylum status this morning, blaming his discourteous and aggressive behavior. In- yeah, by the way, right before Ecuador um, took away Assange's status in their embassy, a few days before, they were guaranteed a loan, several billion dollars. They were guaranteed a loan. And days after, days after that guarantee for the loan of several billion dollars, they kick Assange out. Ah, that's not fishy at all. Nah, not at all continuing to work with WikiLeaks while housed at the embassy. And it's amazing how everybody's position on WikiLeaks absolutely reversed over the past six years, seven years, nine years. Originally, it was the right looking at WikiLeaks as an evil Russian front organization dedicated to spilling American military secrets and putting American lives in danger. That assessment, I think, was correct. And then after WikiLeaks started dumping out DNC material, started dumping out John Podesta email, then you heard people on the right, some people, we won't name names, suggesting that WikiLeaks was suddenly good. That WikiLeaks was suddenly somebody, people who were worth listening to. They had valuable information to provide. Well, a couple things can be true at once. One, some of the information that you provide in document dumps is probably valuable information. Two, you can also be a tool of the Russians and one of the world's worst humans. And that apparently is Julian Assange. Oh my God. You are doing the same exact thing that the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC have done for the past two years against Trump. Probably valuable information. That's what he said. Probably valuable. What do you mean probably? Assange has done more than any other reporter to expose the terrible corruption of our very own government. But Ben labels him with zero proof. Zero. If you listen to... Listen. If you listen to this guy's show... On this subject, he lists zero proof. And he sits there and mumbles like, it's, it's, it's a bad guy. It's, it's, it's real bad. He's done bad things. All right. He labels him with zero proof as a tool of the Russians and calls him one of the world's worst human beings. This, he's actually proud of this too. You just heard him brag about how he was always, uh, he's always had this stance and he's never shifted. This is so terrible by Ben Shapiro. Absolutely terrible. He's towing the line for the Republican establishment. And really just the establishment, period. You see the left doing the same thing. They're calling this guy a Russian asset, a Russian tool. They keep bringing up Russia as if we haven't heard enough about Russia influence in anything in our political scene here in the U.S. But this has nothing 
to do with like the 2016 election. This has nothing to do with the 2016 election, nothing to do with the Russians. This has everything to do with the 2010 uh, data dump that they did on WikiLeaks. They've been going after this guy hard since 2010 when he released those war crime documents showing that assault helicopter gunning down Iraqi women and children and journalists and laughing about it and uncovering that the U.S. military had covered up thousands of civilian deaths. That's what really this is all about. It's just, man, I don't know as if I can hear Ben Shapiro the same way. After listening to this, I don't know if I can. And it's sad. I enjoyed, and I will still enjoy Shapiro, but I'm always going to have that bad taste in my mouth. I'm going to skip forward here a little bit. Assange then forced him to resign, effectively speaking. All of this is a, is a disaster area, and it has been a disaster area for the United States for a very long time. As this Commentary Magazine article points out, the idea that Assange is engaged in a campaign against the United States is supported by a 2008 leak that had little or no justification on the grounds of transparency in the interest of the public. A classified 2004 report that included details of the workings of the U.S. Army's warlock system for jamming the homemade bombs called IEDs set off by cell phone or radio transmitter. The report concerned the problematic way the jammers interfered with regular military communications. But its publication ensured that anyone anywhere in the world who wanted to figure out how to defeat the warlock now had the means to do so. WikiLeaks defenders said that there was no reason not to publish, but the State Department and the Defense Department said, why are you publishing all of this stuff? It's a mistake, and it's going to put people in danger. His, his fans have suggested that Assange was, in fact, doing a, a world of good by releasing all of this material, but Assange, in fact, was doing tremendous damage to innocent people by releasing all of these documents the, the, uh, via, I mean, it's, it's, he was allowing persecution of people who were coordinating with the United States government to fight the Taliban in Afghanistan. That's some pretty bad stuff. That's some pretty bad stuff. I mean, even the nation came out against him in 2016, talking about how he was undermining, he was undermining dissenters in foreign countries. It's pretty terrible. It's pretty terrible stuff. Julian Assange, WikiLeaks have have engaged in really, really bad activity. So it is a good thing for the world that Assange was arrested today. It's a good thing. Well, it's a good thing, guys. This is abysmal by Ben Shapiro. Julian Assange is a good thing. It's a good thing he was arrested because, uh, his history of exposing government corruption and war crimes, that's a bad thing. And and bad things cannot go unpunished. So this guy's getting in what he deserves, showing the underbelly of the government. Now, like I said before, I'm not going to play this entire segment, obviously, due to uh, time constraints. But you can listen to it for uh, to, you can listen for yourself on that. Um, however, during this segment which I probably should have played that Ben uses the New York times as a source to claim that our intelligence agency has labeled WikiLeaks a Russian front and that Assange is a Russian asset. Never mind the fact that there has been no evidence to back up this claim. 
Like, Ben, what are you doing? The New York Times, you just spent your last five shows trashing the New York Times because of the Russiagate BS, and now you prop them up as a source for this U.S. intelligence propaganda that somehow Assange and WikiLeaks are tied to the Russian government. Did we not just go through this exact same type of Russian scare propaganda for the last two years? You're doing the exact same thing, you hypocrite. So yeah, let's trust the New York Times and the intelligence agencies that started the Russiagate hoax and lied us into the Iraq wars and every other war that we've been into. Sure, Shapiro, I'm just going to blindly follow your awful take on this and just ignore your blatant hypocrisy on the subject. He also brings up the talking point that some of the documents exposed by WikiLeaks put U.S. soldiers um, and U.S. lives at risk, which... I mean, is pretty rich coming from Shapiro, seeing as he's a strong supporter of going to war with Iran and Syria, a conflict that would in no doubt put countless American lives at risk and could, you know, potentially kick off World War Three. So that, that's pretty rich coming from him. So first off, there is little to no evidence to support the claim that those leaks directly endangered any American soldier. Also, even if that claim was true, who do you think put more lives at risk? Let's just do a comparison here. Manning and Assange or the horrendous U.S. foreign policy that has lied us into these endless, completely illegal wars? I mean, we have soldiers fighting in places that are never talked about. Somalia, Nigeria, the Congo, Sudan. Hardly anyone in the media ever talks about Yemen. The U.S. is funding and arming the Saudis in their genocidal campaign in Yemen. And it's horrendous. The U.S. blockade has caused a massive famine to spread across the region, and thousands of children have died of starvation. The pictures are absolutely awful. These, these kids are skin and bone. That's it. They're starving to death because of this man-made disaster, and the U.S. is supporting it. Trump is supporting it. He won't back out. It is a known fact that the U.S. knowingly funded and armed Al-Qaeda. We have John Kerry on tape talking about the CIA program that was in charge of doing it. The CIA, Obama, Kerry, and John McCain, yeah, the guy responsible for war crimes, and somehow received a king's funeral at taxpayer expense, knowingly funded and armed a terrorist group who some members split off and formed a little-known group called ISIS. That's real treason, guys. You have heard the left for years talk about Trump committing treason by colluding with the Russians. This is real treason. Arming and funding a known enemy of the United States. And those people walk away scot-free. Meanwhile, Julian Assange is going to jail for exposing war crimes. What a joke. But yeah, the guy who exposes us to our military committing war crimes and our government's blatant out-of-control corruption is just a Russian asset working to destabilize our country. Let's ignore the fact that Assange has done nothing but show us the underbelly of the most powerful and corrupt system the world has ever seen. He's just a Russian asset. Don't pay him no mind. Sorry, Ben, I like you most of the time, but this was one of your worst takes I've ever heard you push. 
You've blatantly shown like your neocon colors coming out of this one. And what's your tagline again? Facts don't care about your feelings. Well, Ben is obviously operating on government establishment feelings with this story, and the facts don't care about that. So spare me the absurd talking point. His position on this issue looks to be just like him parroting the establishment position, because exactly what you just heard is what you're going to hear on every main uh, media channel, aside from one. And I'll give you one guess who got it right. Who do you think gets it right out of everybody on the media? Who gets this one right? Well, it's the same guy that gets the Yemen war right, the Syrian war right, and he gets this one right too. That is Tucker Carlson. He nailed this story. Tucker has been absolutely fantastic on the Yemen war. He's been fantastic on Syria, and he nailed this one. So I want to, I wanted to play his segment in full. Um, it's only about seven minutes, no, six minutes here, but I wanted to play this and let you guys hear it because he absolutely nails this. Tucker Carlson. I am so glad. Now, listen, I don't agree with everything Tucker Carlson says. Obviously he, he gets a little squirrely on economics. Um, however, on his war uh, stories, his takes on the wars and his take on this. He is by far the greatest Fox news show host that I've listened to. And he's on the primetime slot in Fox news. I don't really like to watch Fox news a lot, but this guy's fantastic on most of the stuff he talks about. Let's listen in. Well, if you watched a lot of the coverage of this story today on television, you likely came away with the understanding that Julian Assange is some kind of Russian spy who's in trouble tonight because he stole classified documents from the U.S. government. That is not true. It's factually incorrect. Saying so is not a defense of Assange. We're not here to promote him or excuse any number of things he said over the years that we disagree with quite a lot. But just so it's clear, whatever his sins... Assange did not steal documents from the United States government. He did not hack the DNC servers. He didn't break into John Podesta's Gmail account. There is no proof that he is working for the Russian government or ever has worked for the Russian government. Zero proof. Assange has never been charged with any of that and wasn't today, no matter what they tell you. If you're upset... Hear that, Shapiro? Tucker Carlson can get it right. Why can't you? You're just going to parrot what everyone else has to say, but Tucker Carlson can get it right. About the theft of classified documents from the U.S. government, and there is reason to be, we already know who did that. A 22-year-old Army private named Bradley Manning, now called Chelsea Manning. In 2013, Manning pleaded guilty to stealing secret material and got 35 years in prison for it. Shortly after that, Barack Obama commuted Manning's sentence. This allowed Manning to leave jail decades early, go back on television as a commentator, and then run for political office. So if your real concern is America's... And he left out the part, too, where Chelsea Manning was pressed very hard while she was in jail. You could go to the line of torture, potentially, I'm sure, to give up Julian Assange and to implicate Julian Assange in the hacking crimes as well. She wouldn't give him up. Good for Chelsea. 
national security, you have someone to be angry at, Barack Obama. And yet, strangely, nobody is. Instead, they're furious at Julian Assange for printing the documents that other people stole. Quote, Julian Assange has long been a wicked tool of Vladimir Putin and the Russian intelligence services, wrote professional moralizer Ben Sass, who also serves in the U.S. Senate. He deserves to spend the rest of his life in prison. Wicked? The rest of his life in prison? Idi Amin ate people and never faced this kind of scorn. <laughs> Not even close. Nor, for the record, was Amin ever extradited. He died at 78 years old in his own bed, leaving behind 43 loving children. So what's going on here? A couple of things. First, Julian Assange embarrassed virtually everyone in power in Washington. Yep. He published documents that undermined the official story on the Iraq war and Afghanistan. He got Debbie Wasserman Schultz fired from the DNC. He humiliated Hillary Clinton by showing that the Democratic primaries were, in fact, rigged. Pretty much everyone in Washington has reason to hate Julian Assange. Rather than just admit that straightforwardly, he made us look like buffoons, so now we're sending him to prison. Instead, they're denouncing him as, you guessed it, a Russian agent. Isn't this crazy? Why, why is Tucker Carlson... And, I, and I've seen a, a few other online personalities that I follow get this thing right. But for mainstream media, Tucker Carlson is the only one allowed to say the truth on this. Why is Tucker Carlson allowed to say the truth on this? You know, people make fun of Tucker Carlson sometimes because they say he's not smart. And I don't think he claims to be the smartest guy around, which should be. There are a lot smarter people than Tucker Carlson. And he can get it right. So what's their excuse? I'll tell you what's going on. They're bought and paid for. And I hope that's not the case for Ben Shapiro. But he's shown it a few times on his foreign policy as well. He toes the line for the Republican establishment. He's pro-war. That's the only thing. It is, it's, I, I love seeing Tucker Carlson get this thing right. But it bums me out that he's the only one. Watch Senator Richard Blumenthal explain. Justice should come to Julian Assange for his role in Russian meddling in our election. And the sooner the better. Okay, so once... This has nothing to do with the Russian election meddling. Nothing. This is about the whole criminal implication of Julian Assange is for the 2010 dump. Six years before the 2016 campaign. Blumenthal's senile. He doesn't know what he's talking about. All he knows is that his party and the Republican Party want their hands around Julian Assange's throat. Once again, just to be totally clear... No one has ever shown that Julian Assange is a Russian agent. The indictment against him today does not say that. It doesn't mention Russia at all. Right. But that has not stopped virtually every politician in Washington from repeating Senator Blumenthal's line, including many Republicans. Robert Mueller nearly killed the Russia collusion hoax. Julian Assange is allowing them to keep it alive. That's right. You'd think journalists would say something about this. Assange is, after all, one of them. What do you call a man who publishes news for a living? Assange is no sleazier than many journalists in Washington. He's definitely not more anti-American. He's broken stories the New York Times would have won Pulitzers for. And yet mm -hmm. many of his colleagues have disowned him. 
Oh, please, wrote Alexia Campbell of Vox. Assange is no journalist. We know who he works for, meaning Russia. Julian Assange is not a journalist, explained Jelani Cobb of The New Yorker without actually explaining. Kendallanian of NBC, who doesn't so much cover the national security state as write memos on its behalf, noted that, quote, many believe that if Assange ever was a journalist, those days ended a long time ago. By the way, Kendallanian got exposed for working for the CIA and NBC, NBC has him on salary working for him. See, you got people in the intelligence agency working in the corporate media now. Like you saw it with, uh, uh, what's his name? John Brennan coming on for this Russiagate BS. Towing the line for the Russiagate BS saying, oh, no doubt Trump is going to be indicted for this. There's no doubt in my mind. They've The prosecutor, um, Robert Mueller, has more than enough to indict President Trump on this. And as soon as the Mueller report is... Uh, is brought out, no doubt in my mind, we will see Trump indicted. People talk about like, oh, I'm going to put, you know, t- take your tinfoil hat off, Keaton. You know, the, the the media isn't like some CIA organization. I'm not saying they're a CIA organization. I'm saying that you've got known intelligence officials on salary in these organizations. Spouting this lie. And it's continuing with this Assange BS. At NBC, when they tell you many believe something, it means they believe it. So why all the hostility? That's exact. When they say many. uh, Hold on. Let me replay that because that is so good. Many believe something. It means they believe it. So why all the hostility? So good. To Julian Assange. Well, we'll let former Democratic staffer and current CNN anchor Jim Schuto explain. Assange's real sin was preventing Hillary Clinton from becoming president. He is central to several cases. He's central to Russian interference in the election. U.S. intelligence views him as a middleman, a cutout, uh, that he was, in effect, part of this interference. He's central, too, to, the, to, to questions about what the Trump administration, or Trump campaign, I should say, knew prior to the release of those materials, right? What were the communications between Roger Stone, et cetera? It's possible that this is something President Trump himself is not particularly excited about. It's remarkable to watch this. It's bewildering, actually. There was a time not so long ago, really, when reporters didn't applaud the arrest of other journalists for publishing information. It is bewildering to see. And... There have been many things that I, I've been upset with the Trump administration on. Many things. I've, I've expressed many of them on this show. However, this is a... Man, this is a big one for me. Trump going after Assange like this. This is a big one. This is exactly... You know, he touted in his campaign he was the most non-establishment candidate running in the Republican party by far the only other like biggest non-establishment person i can think of running anywhere across the aisle would be bernie sanders bernie sanders and trump were the most non-establishment candidates in that race but now it just seems like, like trump has done a full 180 on his policies which is pretty typical for a candidate. You know, 
if you voted for Trump and you voted for the guy that went and campaigned about getting out of foreign wars, being non-establishment, draining the swamp, you got punked. You got punked. That's the, I mean, I'm sorry. It is. You got punked by Trump. The guy flip-flops like no other. In 1971, the Washington Post and the New York Times published a trove of stolen classified documents about the Vietnam War. It was called the Pentagon Papers. Remember that? Liberals loved it. Books were written celebrating their bravery. As recently as 2011, the Washington Post saw the connection. Quote, a conviction of Julian Assange would also cause collateral damage to American media freedoms, a post op-ed said that year. Quote, it is difficult to distinguish Assange or WikiLeaks from the Washington Post. And that's true. But that was before the Trump election and the total war that followed, a war in which the media have definitively chosen a side. Press freedom? Sure, as long as we agree with your politics. The First Amendment? Well, that all depends. Who'd you vote for? The guardians of speech are now the enemies of speech. Mm. The people charged with policing power are now colluding with power. There's a reason you see John Brennan on NBC all the time. Yes. They're all on the same team now. We're not saying any of this to defend Julian Assange. We just want to be absolutely clear about who hurts this country more. And it's not him. Man. He nailed that segment. Nailed it. Tucker Carlson, hats off to you, good sir. I enjoy a lot of what you say. I don't agree with all of it. But man, you are on the right side of the right things. The war issue, you're fantastic. And with this, you are fantastic as well. That's all I got for you guys. Um, Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hopefully you learned a little bit more about this Julian Assange and WikiLeaks stuff. I know it can be very confusing because, I mean, five days in this news cycle can feel like a lifetime. So, anyway, thanks guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Freedom Strips. Later, guys.